everyone, here we go. We're back for another episode of Trash Talk. Some nice little uh, comments from Wertho pre-show, but we'll leave those ones for the X-rated. Even though we are pretty much X-rated here, I think we'll have to have a whole new podcast for some of the stuff that comes out of Wertho's mouth. But anyway, we'll start off with the biggest news in the NBL and potentially the biggest news of the offseason. I don't think we're going to be able to top this with anything. Casper Ware going to the Sydney Kings, turning his back, or was it Melbourne turning their back, on Casper Ware. We'll start off with you, Wertho, with your thoughts on that whole situation. First off, fantastic signing by the Sydney Kings. That, that, that is, When I think about, and it's been said time and time again, that Casper Ware is the best two-way player in the league in the point guard position. All right? And now you partner him with Kevin Lish. Like the fact that you can have Lish, Casper Ware on the perimeter causing havoc with Andrew Bogut behind them being able to protect the rim. I just think that takes the whole Sydney Kings group to another level because I love Jerome Randall, but he wasn't able to do that on the defensive end. We know he can score points, but yeah. for him, he wasn't a defensive guy. I think he, he played defense in spurts, but it wasn't there all the time. Casper Ware is a great defender. The domino effect of Casper Ware going to Sydney is going to be prolific. I think we'll see that Melbourne will put all their chips in towards Mellow Trimble now and getting him. I think we'll see Jerome Randall leave, leave our league. I don't think anyone will pick Jerome. How much would he be getting at Locomotive, which was where Brokoff used to play? So it's a big-time club. I think he would price himself out of the market. Yeah. So I don't see Jerome Randall coming back to Australia. Maybe if it doesn't work in Europe and he comes back mid-season a la what he did with the Sydney Kings the yeah. first time, we'll see him again. But I don't think we'll see Jerome Randall for a while. But it's a massive, massive coup for the Sydney Kings. Great move for the, for the Sydney Kings. However, <clears throat> <laughs> the however and clearing the throat always gets This is important. Wasn't the, I watched the movie the other day. It's like, Anything before but is just bullshit. Just bullshit right? <laughs> all right, here's my thing. It sounds all good until you get on Andrew Bogut's nerve. Until you get on his nerves, shit will switch up over there. Have you ever played for a player owner before? No. Have you ever played for a player owner before? No, have you? Neither Didn't you play I. for the Dragons with Shane Hill when he was player? No, no. Player coach. No, no. I was oh, there. player coach, yeah. Player coach is a, is, is a risk. <laughs> it doesn't work. Player owner. Listen, man, you get on his nerves, shit can switch. That's a fact. That's the biggest risk you are taking with that. However, great signing <laughs> if it works. I don't see how it doesn't work, though. I, I, Get on I, his fucking nerves. I have Come seen. That but, pick but, and roll I've and seen and sitting on hit. the fence. I've seen sitting on the fence, and then I've seen. It. However, great signing if it works. Yeah, <laughs> if it works. But would you agree that Casper Ware and Jerome Randall are two totally different players? I think that they're both scoring guards. Casper Ware is a lockdown defender. He's the best defender at the point guard spot we have in this league, outside like Damian Martin. Yeah, and he also is going to give you buckets on the other end. So I, I, I've said it from the beginning, best two way player in the league. You know, it's at one point he was in heavy consideration for MVP of the league. You know, obviously him. Cotton you finished second. There you go. So, and not to mention, he signed a hell of a bag. Shout out to Casper <laughs> Ware. 
Signed Secured a bag. hell of a bag. You're the Melbourne United guy here yep. in this group. What do you think of Vince Crivelli's comments? A la, we have made an offer, but Sydney offered more, and we weren't. If we went, if we paid him more, then we were only going with two imports. What do you think of those comments? Well, I think it's truthful. Look, at the end of the day, with the amount of money, <coughs> the, amount of money the amount of money they're paying Chris <laughs> Goulding, hey, the amount of money they're paying Chris Goulding, there's no way they would be able to pay three big time imports. I know they're trying to get DJ Kennedy back. I'm pretty sure Josh Boone won't be coming back to Melbourne. I'm not sure whether I know he wants to come back to the NBL, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands. But look, I was more intrigued by Casper Ware's comments because I love Casper, one of the best personalities in the league. Like I think Melbourne should have, I don't care what he was asking or what you have to, whether you have to go with two, point, two imports or what it is, you need to get Casper Ware on that team. He's the heart and soul of that team. He's a fan favorite from a marketing perspective. Every single fucking thing you can think of, you need Casper Ware in Melbourne. When kids come to the game, Casper, Casper, who's waiting there after the game? And I'm not saying guys like Chris Goulding aren't good at this. Chris is great with the fans as well. But Casper Ware's signing autographs. He's going out of his way to high-five kids. Stuff like that. The intangibles. We know how good he is on court. But we know this league is still a league where you need to market it and do those sort of things. And that's the most disappointing thing for me where you don't value Casper Ware's worth. I'm happy to go with two imports. If you still have Casper Ware. Because you can win with two imports. You can you? win with two imports. You know, there's a two You can of- win with two imports. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was disappointed. And you can see that Casper Ware wanted to stay in Melbourne. By the way, people he doesn't even know were sliding into his DMs and saying, why are you leaving Melbourne? And he goes, ask Melbourne. He commented, I believe, on the NBL post to someone's comment, ask Melbourne. So he's obviously, he didn't want to go to Sydney. But he's had to go because they haven't been able to match the offer. And at the end of the day, you can only play basketball for so long. Casper's going to, he's reaching the end of his sort of peak era. He's got to hashtag secure the bag. Wait, wait. This is where <laughs> Melbourne United fuckery comes in at its finest. Oh, God. Because they know with aging players, they don't want to pay. Yeah. Even as good as what he was this year. You could be the MVP of Melbourne United. What happened with me, man? I hit 23 and, and they didn't want to pay me. You can be the MVP of United and they'll get rid of you trying to pay you less. Yeah. Trust me on that. Well, see, history says that that's sort of how it goes. That's how it? history goes with Melbourne United. Now, if you're trying to tell me that they don't have the money to go out and pay with what Sydney is doing currently with their roster, you're saying to me that Melbourne are saying that they don't want to compete for a championship. Well, it's weird, man. It's it's really weird. And it's not what you're going to put that much money into that club, and now say <clears throat> we're happy for the best two way player to leave us for the betterment of our club. I mean, no, it's it's bullshit. Thank At the you. End of the day, Thank he's you. the best player. Thank you on their roster, and you just let him walk. No way. And you let him walk for a figure that was obviously in some way payable because another NBL club's paying it. Paid he's it. Already Clearly. paying what we assume is a big figure to get Will Weaver over there. They've already got Andrew Bogan. Whether Andrew Bogan's potentially just reaching into his back pocket, we'll see that Casper signed like a $300,000 deal or something like that. And Bogan's reaching into his pocket. You never know what goes on there with a player owner. So we don't know the full story of it. That's why I'm not going to jump on Vince and all of these guys that hard at the moment. I'm very disappointed that he's gone. But I also know that there's so many other factors that could come into play that we don't know about so far. And I'll just say this. If Mellow Trimble goes to Melbourne... I don't think it works out. No, it's not going to work out. Not at all. Out. Not at all. He's not Casper no. Ware. One. Two, we don't know if he can win when the stakes are high. And what I mean by that is he's not joining cans if he comes to Melbourne. Okay? There's expectation. It's easy to look good on a team that ain't shit where you have the ball 90% of the time. You're not going to dominate the ball like that coming into Melbourne United. But 
Mellow Trimble was, uh, sorry, Casper Ware was able to uh, disguise Chris Golding's flaws. Yeah, definitely. As a defender. Huge. Now, Mitch McCarron, a really good defender. But now you're going to have, if you have Mellow Trimble and Chris Golding. That's defensive liability. That backcourt is weak as yeah. fuck defensively. You're basically opening up the front door to your house and, and just who saying. You, who have you got protecting good, the rim back there? No one at the moment. Pleasure. That's it. The great big, player. The big pledgehammer. The pledgehammer. One of the best nicknames in the league. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's look, it's going to be a strange thing and it changes the whole point guard market. You know, We spoke about their Mellow Trimble potentially going to Melbourne, which again, I think we all agree that a bit too ball heavy to be able to play in that environment when you've already got Mitch McCarron and stuff like that. Or, or is this potentially, do they back in Mitch McCarron here? They need to go get a point guard that's never even been in the NBL right now. You have to get somebody... MVP like, but Mitch McCarron can D up. He can play defense. So he ain't Casper uh, Ware. He's not Casper Ware, but you could potentially. You never know where they've got in their sights another guy, a wing, something of that nature. Because you look at this team, who have they got on the wing right now? Do you bring back DJ Kennedy? I I say no. You don't bring back DJ Kennedy. You go get three different three imports. Get a whole new crop. Which is what I don't like and one of my biggest beefs with the NBL. It's like, I want to see consistency. And that's why I was so excited to see Casper Ware potentially sign a Bryce Cotton-esque deal, whereas for multiple years. Would have been the first time in so long. Because we talk about guys in the NBL back in the, the sort of glory days, if you will. Where it was like Ricky We Grace, are in the guys. glory we days. We are in the glory this, that's days. That's what I mean. It's the glory days now. But in terms of we have these imports that came over and they stayed here for so long. And it's hard because it, the ability to go overseas and go to these and, places. And let's just money. say that Australia is reaping the rewards for those That's what I mean. Come on. Let's get, yeah. some, let's, let's get some girls. Let's, let's get some imports to stay like four or five years. <laughs> and then we got another crop of NBA superstars. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Shout out to Ben Simmons. <laughs> and Jonah Bolden. Yeah, and Dante Jonah Bolden. Dante Axum. We got the and whole Dante Axum. God. The, the, stuff like that like it's but it's but it's realistic like you want these guys staying because you want them to become crap like leonard copeland loved by fans that sort mm -hmm. of stuff guys that stay for a long time and that's what i want to see more of but basketball changed five years ago for better or for worse it is a business now first and foremost loyalty is out the window like there is no loyalty anymore which it's just like a business there pretty much shouldn't be but clubs the loyalty is a lot of the time is on the club to be able to pay the guy his worth and respect loyalty. If clubs aren't going to respect loyalty, players aren't going to be loyal. I 100% agree with yeah. you. I mean, I'm going to just bring up the Cairns Taipans just for the one time because I can. But they went through a whole roster change last year with only two people signed. And then they had two people signed this year and one of them left. So essentially, they're going to bring back a whole new roster are we, again. Are we done talking about the Taipans? Or do I no, leave, leave. leave. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. You know? Talking about talking about fans and go, commenting. Top hands are done. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix have a fan page up, and they asked a question last night. Who's our next signing going to be? This is a fan page. Guess who gave the old hmm? I wonder emoji. Who? <laughs> Josh Childress. They're just signing another four man. Add him to the ranks. Josh Childress is not coming back. There's no way. There's no way. Speaking of fuckery, the Adelaide fuckery <laughs> wore off on Josh Childress because he comments on everything. The funniest one that Josh Childress ever commented on was when the NBL posted like feet heat and it was like talking about like guys having dope shoes in the league and they posted like a pair of peak kicks, like just some like rebel sport type looking shoes. Oh and Josh Childress posted like no fucking fire here. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost like... 
and uh, hashtag yeah, yeah, yeah sees everything yeah yeah 100 yeah, replied it with hashtag nbl connection <laughs> <laughs> nbl connection my ass oh god damn be, yeah what's the next nbl connection gonna come in the playoffs they're gonna spot someone in the crowd who also attended an nbl game and be like hashtag and 60 emojis it's funny that we talked about it last week and then pretty much the like two hours <laughs> two hours later <laughs> it talked about the the australian timberwolves players yep. but that one was cool we we agreed with that we were cool yeah. with it because it was a legitimate connection yep. it was no reach there's yep. some serious reaches there uh, oh man well anyway talk about the nba there for a little bit what do you guys think of joel Embiid and is it amir johnson amir johnson, yeah. amir johnson playing with the phone on the bench and laughing at it which sort of it's not like they Joel Embiid tried to cover it saying that Amir Johnson's daughter was sick but I'm not buying that shit because they were laughing at the text message on the phone and Amir Johnson wasn't playing so he could have easily been with his daughter if that was the case so the theme He's of fuckery continues overseas exactly fuckery caught on camera streets is always watching <laughs> you have streets. to always remember this someone <laughs> is always watching and as discreet as they thought they were they weren't. They were caught on camera, and you know, obviously, they're breaking rules. So they, I'm sure it'd be a fine. That's yeah, a fine. yeah, or final suspension because well, match fixing is a. Is I was a about to thing say with, with because the fixing. gambling laws have just changed in the states. Having a phone with spot fixing and all that. I'm, we're, we're talking for a gambling company here, right. but yeah. there's huge implications that they're not aware. Yeah, yeah. That obviously Australians, because we've been gambling for a while now, we we know about it. But in the States, because this is all brand new, I think this will come to light very quickly. I, I expect them to get a pretty yeah. heavy fine. That for is this. crazy. How did it just go? It could have easily been something stupid like, yo, this chick just said this to you. you oh, know 100%. I mean? you know, and that's and what it would have been. went all the way to spot fixing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Keep your phone <laughs> in your locker room. Straight up. See, my issue, I'm never bringing my phone out like that in public because have you ever been burned by the old open safari and last night's browsing is on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't don't oh, act like that. Yeah, 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 don't tell act me about like that. When he was on the plane, on the train, and remember it. Oh, that's happened to me. The, the train shit's happened to me a couple of times, just like playing different things. But I'll give you one of the. I can't remember the one that I told you. <laughs> yeah. But the one that I was doing, I was playing. I forget it was like Toxic by Britney Spears, some wild song like that. And I was listening to it on my phone, like it just came on shuffle, <laughs> shuffle. And I'm like, man, this sounds like this shit sounds like it's like weird audio and people are like looking at me and i realized the headphones weren't even connected to the phone i'm just playing like toxic by britney spears sitting on my lap <laughs> with it playing full volume out of the thing and i've still got my headphones in thinking i was like it sounds like weird i like took my headphone out and i put it back in i was like what the fuck is this and i was like oh shit and then it's like how do you play that off you, you don't you don't yeah well, you, <laughs> you just get up and like, start dancing yeah. or something like that yeah, no but no yeah i never opened safari in public and that's definitely something i will continue not to do Go Maybe that just speaks on. You got to use that little the private thing down. No, but the when corner. you open it up, it still comes up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you're, a rookie. you're, you're a <laughs> so now we know that you're fully aware of private browsing. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> we do digress. Safety first. <laughs> Browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Jumping into some more NBA talk right now. Of course, we had Philly upset by Brooklyn. We've been distracted by the mobile phone issue, but the real issue was what was happening on the court which wasn't pretty at all. Jimmy Butler came out there and had an absolute game, 36 or 39 points, I believe it was. No one else produced. They booed Ben Simmons at the free throw line. What was your take on that, Homicide? I think uh, it's time to level up. This is the finals. This is the playoffs. That is 
a horrible loss. You're playing against a team with nothing to lose who actually feel they stole one at home. Yeah. Now it's more pressure for you to win. Now you got to win on the road. It's tough. So And it's tough. And you got look, at the end of the day, Ben Simmons has to shoot the ball. How do how you think they're going to play him? They're going to back all the way up. Beat us from there. And we're going to pack that fucking paint in. That's what I'm doing if I'm playing against them. I watched the first half of the game. I mean, it was like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I'd happened to wake up and I knew the game was on. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. I'm not putting this on Ben Simmons. Like they went at JJ Redick. JJ Redick oh, yeah. couldn't make a shot. And then they were just exploiting him down on the defensive end. Embiid was just throwing up bricks from three. And he has, he's played, what, eight games since the All-Star break. So he's got no touch at the moment. Tobias Harris, he sort of goes underneath the radar. No one really talks about him, but, you know, he's still averaging 18 points a game. He was averaging 20 at the Clippers, 18 at Philly. But he was nowhere to be found. He was trash. He was terrible. So the only person person that showed up was Jimmy. Yeah. (laughs) And so when that happens, like, shout out to Brooklyn because they had a hell of a scouting plan. They all got back on defense. They just clogged up the keyway. They said... If you guys beat us from three, let it be. And hey. then down the other end, they were knocking down every single shot. They went to that small ball lineup a la Melbourne United where they had Jared Dudley at the fire versus Bobon. Oh, at yeah. Stages. No, and, and Bobon can't match up. Embiid was all out of sorts. He couldn't match up. Brooklyn just outplayed him. I expect Philly to make the adjustments and I expect Philly to still win this series. I think Brooklyn get this one in seven. I don't like the style of basketball that they play with Jimmy Butler out there in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler, as much as we talk about Ben Simmons needing to shoot more, Jimmy Butler was a ball magnet. The ball just stuck in his hands and he but went he was, for it. He was playing well. Because he was the only one doing anything. But his, no, but usage rates. Usage rate with 33% for Jimmy Butler, 36% for Joel Embiid. You need to be getting the ball down to Joel Embiid more because that team revolves around Joel Embiid. When he's on, you're better. Jimmy Butler was on. They still lost to Brooklyn. So if they're going to continue with that sort of style where the ball's in his hands a lot, and I understand because he's got the most playoff experience, or he's a guy that's you know Dude. been there before. Yeah, right, so, yeah. <laughs> you good, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thanks. He's allergic to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to talk NBA all We again. can talk Philly and Brooklyn all day, but at the end of the day, we, yeah. you can't really tell much off a single game. It was just a bad game. For it was Philly. just a, it was a bad game for Philly. I didn't like the way they went about it, and the off the court shit sort of distracted as well. And it looks like it's a little bit toxic at the moment, but yep. I fully expect them to bounce back at least for game two. The Magic beating the Raptors. Kyle Lowry zero donuts. Nort. He should go Jason back to NBL one. NBL the G League calling. The G League. G League is calling. It's time to step up. You can't be doing that. He has the worst reputation for playing in the playoffs out of any player in the NBA, and you're going to come out and put up a donut. Meanwhile, the other guy on Toronto that was ragged for not performing in the playoff goes and gets a win for the Spurs in DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. No, he was big time, but I can't believe Toronto lost. Well, if you had said Kyle Lowry's going to get a donut, then yeah, yeah, I'd probably say. But I I think... No, even if you said that he had a donut, I'd still... Playoff mode activated. I still expect Toronto to get that win, and that... That shot by DJ Augustine, very similar. Remember when Jeremy Lin was playing for the Knicks? Uh, Lin remember. Sanity. Yeah. Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity, and, yeah. You know, wind down the clock. 
straight away three. How about all the memes that came out from that as well? Like oh, the calculation ones. That like one that. was one of the funniest fucking videos of all time. Insanity has to go down as one of the best periods that brought everyone together in the NBA. Oh, 100%. One of the, one of the best times in the NBA. Oh, absolutely. 100%. He was working out with Brian Gorgian in China at the start of that season. Wow. <laughs> and then found him, got a contract in New York and just... It exploded. That's crazy. It's it unreal. was incredible. That run that he had. It was absolutely incredible. Massive. How about the Spurs knocking off the Nuggets? Well, this has been the risk for everyone. The Nuggets are just one of those teams where it's like we can't trust them. We don't know what they're like in the playoffs. And from what I saw last game, it ain't much. Spurs have been there. Pop's been there. It's, t- it's a tough matchup. If there's anyone that Denver don't want to match up with in the first round, it's probably the Spurs. I think they've got unlucky here. Nobody, Dropped a game at home? Nobody wants to match up with the Spurs no. early because, as you said, they've been there. You know, they have that reputation. And, I mean, that's one of the, the most successful clubs in the history of the NBA. Yeah. That's the last team you want to match up with. And, as you said, you can't trust Denver. We don't know what they're going to do. They look like front runners, And it's a tall order for them to get out of this series alive. I, I do not believe they're going to beat San Antonio. Well, it's tough. And it's always easy to jump on, you know, we say, oh, Brooklyn's going to win the series. <laughs> Toronto's going to lose. That sort of stuff. It could, it could be 4-1 each game. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. We don't know. But anyway, talking about the NBA, let's jump over to the WNBA for a little bit. Alana Smith and Ezzy. Can you pronounce the last name for me, Werther? McBegger. 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 McGregor. 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 Where the fuck is Mayweather? It's me. But anyway, it's Ezzy. Ezzy. We'll just go. We'll go. Ezzy. Shout out to Ezzy. Fantastic. I know both Alana Smith and Ezzy, and fantastic, fantastic girls. I reckon they have amazing careers. Alana Smith had one of the most unbelievable college careers in history. In, in yeah, she was like one of one of two to do something, and Shane Battier was the only other person. Oh, it's to do ridiculous! It in it's ridiculous. College history. And Alana going to Phoenix and Ezzy to Seattle. Yep. So polar opposite weather. But still, great locations. Yeah, Phoenix have that there. little pipeline now uh, yeah. with Sandy Brondello as the head coach. Uh, yeah. Ezzy, obviously, a lot of good Australians. Lauren Namely, Jackson, Lauren was, Jackson Seattle, yeah. was the MVP in Seattle. So it's great to see two young girls doing really well. Obviously, the, M, the, the Aussie boys in the NBA and the NBL get so much coverage. Yeah, I think it'd be remiss of us not to give love to the Opals and what they've been able to do for a long period of time. They've been sure one of the bench. We'll get funding for a while. Yeah, the, they've winning? been the benchmark for yeah. women's sports for a long, long time. So to see two more go in, the eighth pick for uh, for Alana and the twelfth pick for Ezzy, just sensational and well done, girls. What about you, Homicide? Hang on, spending the weekend down in Geelong on the waterfront at the three-on-three yeah, hustle? It was awesome. It really was. The vibe, the energy, the atmosphere, the location, the weather. Felt like we were in Miami. And Cam Luke getting buckets? Cam Luke getting buckets, looking at me. <laughs> no, we're not bringing up Cam Luke. He doesn't bring up our podcast on overtime. Yeah, that's so. right. Hey, what's going on what's with going that? What's going on? Because our podcast us? comes on overtime. I mean, look. Which is not a bad show. I don't mind. I'll tune in. Do you get... Told not to bring up our name. Look, I'm telling you this right now. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Well, Cam our Luke show can't. is dope. I wouldn't mention our show if I wasn't on this show. Mm. This show is dope. I'm bringing more light to something that is dope. Can we go back to the WNBA and the draft? Yeah, yeah. got you. Rewind. How is Harry Froling going to go in the mm. NBA draft? 
I think he's. You just saw him. He was down there, there this weekend, right down in Geelong. Yeah, but you can't tell because he's not going against anybody his height or position. And he's using a size six ball. Yeah, yeah. it's it's completely different. I mean, he's a size six. Yeah, it's a size six, but it's the weight of a seven. (laughs) What the fuck? What the hell were you shooting, man? We played this like a month ago. Sorry, I'll just get a bucket no matter. You just put the round thing in the round thing, right? (laughs) Just right. (laughs) But um, he's gonna have to go get in some serious shape. You know, he can shoot the ball. Obviously, we know what he can do. He's NBL Rookie of the Year. We know how talented he is, but I think um, he's going to Miami. He's going to train with a really good trainer, and um, he's just going to have to put on a show when he goes and um, trains for these clubs. It's going to have to be a massive show. I mean, look, we've seen guys who we thought they were getting drafted didn't. Because they sucked in the workouts. Yeah. By an unknown guy busting their ass. So he's going to have to put on a show. He has a chance. How big is the chance? Like we say, right place, right time. And knocking down shots. That's the biggest one for me is knocking down shots. Because if you're going to go into today's game in the NBA as a big, as a solid big that plays on the low block, you've got to be able to shoot the three. And I think the biggest thing for him is in these workouts and working out with a good trainer is getting that three-point jump shot. Not just FIBA level. But to NBA level from that distance, I think that's the only thing, and a bit of mobility. I, I assume he's going to drop a little bit of weight in terms. Of right now, he's a he's a big strong forward, a big strong center. He's probably going to have to move himself more into that sort of slimmer shooting pick and pop sort of guy. And and look, I'll, I'll I'll back him in with it. I hope he gets it. I want another Aussie in the NBA, but I think it'll be very tough. I think it'll be tough, but I'm backing young Harry. He might not get drafted, but he might get picked up because he's yeah. got a certain skill set, very much like Jokic from the Nuggets. You know, that bigger bigger build. I'm not saying that he is. I was about, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. We but just, has we a similar skill set. He's a great passer. Yeah. Big wide body. Can rebound. Can, can shoot the three. It's not consistent yet, but he can shoot it. Um, but he's got, he's got skills of a guard. And we saw it this year in the NBL. His passing out of the post and all that sort of stuff. He, he's got some good stuff to him. So good luck to him. De- Remember, Matthew Delavadova didn't get drafted. He got picked up afterwards. A lot of people and, said similar things. Can't shoot, yeah, all this sort of stuff. And so now that the Aussies are doing so well in the NBA and we're getting a good reputation, maybe that reputation continues to build and gets Harry in there. I hope so. Well, that's another episode of Trash Talk for this week. Shout and out sh- Dirk and D-Wade, the last dance. Hey, yeah, before we finish, shout out Dirk and D-Wade. What did you guys think of the last dance? We have Dirk's was much more subtle. He sort of, I believe he announced it right before the game. No, after the game. After the game, he announced it, which is just classic Dirk. And I have nothing against if you want to announce it before, after the year before, wherever. It's, it's your career. It's You decide how you want to finish it. But I did love D-Wade's finish there and the way that was all handled after the game and that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's an icon of the sport. I mean, that's just a like classic gentleman. Yeah, both of them, for sure. But um, it was just great. These guys had terrific careers, championship winning, MVPs, all-star appearances, everything you've ever wanted to do as a basketball player, everything you've ever dreamed of, they've done. Salute to them. And more important, they stayed out of trouble in their career. You know how hard that is to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're a target. Once you your name is announced on that board, you are a target. I played one year and you saw me at LAX. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see did you see the behind the scenes footage of when so they did a video at they did a video of Dirk's idols growing up. That was cool. And like it was Charles Barkley, Scotty Pippen, yeah. Larry Bird, Detlef Schrempf and Mark Worthington. No no no. no. <laughs> 
Uh, I forget the fifth person. But it was someone else that was. Yeah. Duncan Dutchman. Um, Duncan Dutchman. And then they, uh, they were doing the video, and those guys were coming out on the court after the game, all five that he had said were his yeah. idols growing up. And his face, like he was like like a little kid. Yeah. You know, they all in, showed up. Yeah, they all showed up and they talked about what Dirk meant to the game and how great he was. Oh, that's awesome. It was really, really cool. What about the D Wade one? The I think it was done by Budweiser. Were all the people that he's affected throughout his career, whether it be he's given to charities, he has a scholarship yeah, fund. They, he'd been given a jersey to yeah. different players at you know, his last yeah. appearance at that stadium and then they said, Here's five people that you didn't know you affected yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and which was super cool and if you haven't seen that one jump on Twitter I've retweeted if you want to scroll through the shit that I post and then find it somewhere in there but yeah. that was unbelievable and that was the, the most one of the most special things I've seen on a basketball like when we talk about these farewell things and now both of you guys are and, pretty and really careers. real with his mum as well with that sort of stuff it was just really yeah. genuine it was real we've, we've really lost two great great guys and great players of the game now both of you guys had stories storied careers do you remember your last game because homicide yours was i always picture as a as a sort of traveling guy that moves around countries you sort of never know when you're going to stop playing in a way what was that like for you your final i knew game? when i was stop, i was going to stop playing once um i came to the nbl and I knew I was gonna transition into commentating. So when I left, my my last game playing basketball for money. <laughs> <laughs> but you barely play now. Like you I don't you play anymore. Don't do anything, yeah. I don't play anymore. I mean I ain't getting paid to play, so <laughs> fuck, I ain't getting hurt. I come to work, call call a job. Uh, where are you? Uh MRI. MRI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tore my ACL. Well, what the fuck? We didn't hire you yeah, to yeah. play ball. The always positive thinking. <laughs> we didn't hire you to play ball, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't travel. I got no time for that. So, um, yeah, I knew I was. my last season was in Lebanon. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just go all out. Yeah. And hang, and I hung it up after that. But that you were there? Well, I think I had one of the cooler retirements in the NBL. Uh, I announced mine. I think mine was about 10 games out from the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd torn everything in my shoulder and I knew Damn. I What happened to your face? Did that happen in your career? That like always from like birth. That? From birth. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, my know. face is as bad as bad as your game. Um, <laughs> um, it ain't that bad, come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I announced it uh, I made the decision to announce it after the game against Illawarra. Um, I'd missed two games already. Because I had torn literally everything in my shoulder, I didn't get to train the last uh, for the last twelve games of the regular season because I couldn't. And the only thing I was taking medication uh, basically to play the game. So that's yeah. all I did was play the game. Uh, my last regular season game was in Adelaide. They gave me a really really cool tribute video. Yeah. Like they announced the four other starters, and then they said before we announce the last one, here's a tribute video. Which was really you awesome. yelling at fans and shit in Adelaide, basically, <laughs> basically, and like they were like, oh, you had a good career, but still, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Adelaide was awesome. Shout out to Big Joe for that. He organised that. Big Joe. And I then, hope he gets a gig. That's Sorry, a whole to but I hope he gets it. And then my last game was in front of the Red Army, and obviously Ooh. being a WA boy. I got yeah. a standing. Did you? Yeah, I got a standing. Uh, There's a cool photo course. of you sitting on the bench before the game. Yeah, in that one. So you you sort of know this could be my last game because it was a finals game. We'd lost game one. Bryce Cotton went off, and he went off again in game two. Um, 
And then you played uh, against Cotton. Yeah, he didn't retire that long ago. You forget about that. Yeah, he hadn't been out and of the game too long. Obviously, everyone stayed out on the court and did the old. Um, Who are you playing with? Walk of shame. The tie pants. Oh, what do you call shirt. that? Guard of honor. The guard of the honor. The guard of honor. And so I had everyone, and I actually got a Wertho chant in Perth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the last chant I had prior to that is when I gave Sean Redditch a concussion and you are a wanker chant. <laughs> you don't see that as much anymore. It's become so, PG. So um, I think I had one of the coolest end offs in the NBL once I retired. And uh, obviously the outpouring of messages, probably just as social media was just starting to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, really cool. Really special. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Look, it's it, absolutely unbel- unbelievable careers from the both of you guys. And anyway, that and is- then I drank a thousand beers. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, I took we next- actually took a beer to the press conference. <laughs> next They're week, like, we're can you talk- not? And I was like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want right now. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> next week, we are definitely going to get into what you did after, because I assume you would have been a little more chilled. Homicide. I just went and played streetball after, yeah, and then stopped <laughs> in the summer. That's that it. was more fun for me. But anyway, that's all we got time for this week on Trash Talk. Tune in next week when most likely we'll be talking about another forward that Southeast Melbourne signed. Shout out to our new set. Look at this. The new set as well. We got a video this week. We got some stuff going in the back. Shout out to Ollie Jones for some of the setups. Yeah, and, And sports betting, everyone involved there. It's a pretty cool thing they've got going on here. But anyway, we'll be back next week. Jump on Twitter and hit us up at C Homicide, at Wertho, at Felix Hoff. Wertho 33. Wertho 33. There we go. Just trying to shorten your Trying to shorten, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't want him to get you. Motherfucker. <laughs> at, D, at D Homicide, at Wertho 44, <laughs> and at Felix Hoff. But anyway, that's all we got time for. Tune in next week.